you brew what you want to drink. That's what you brew. Yeah. Um, and, and we definitely opened this place with that, uh, you know, with that mentality. We are with the Beer, Beer Research Institute. Welcome to Tap That AZ. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Today we're at Mesa's first brew pub, right? Correct. It's Mesa's back. first brew pub. Beer Research Institute. I'm hanging out with Matt, Colby, and Greg since 2014, right? It's a fact. You yeah. guys have been doing pretty much whatever the hell you want, is what it boils down pretty to. Pretty much. It's yeah. kind of how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's tap into Beer Research Institute. Guys, three years. Just celebrated three years, right? Yeah, just crossed that yeah. three-year mark. Yeah, nice. three full years. Fr- Friday was our, uh, our our actual three-year anniversary. Uh, we opened on the seventeenth of uh, November in two thousand fourteen, and last weekend we uh, celebrated that anniversary with a big party. Uh, most of you uh, that are probably listening to this were there. Uh, it Having was, fun. It was a blowout. We uh, we had an amazing day. Packed the house. Uh, got to showcase a uh, brand new beer that we did specifically for the anniversary, which is the same thing we do every year. Um, you know, make a big showcase beer, but. Uh, had a uh, had a great time and, and definitely uh, I think we uh, we gave beer to the masses that day. Nice. It was the anniversary, right? That was the uh, anniversary IPA, Northeastern IPA. Yep, the milkshake IPA. The milkshake, twelve percent. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. About one hundred and twenty-five IBUs. Yeah. And lots of juice. Lots of juice. Lots it's of sneaky. juice and lots of lactose. Yep. It's a dangerous beer. I had one of them and it's, it's sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know, and and I think that's kind of like we we've. Uh, uh, like it or not, we've kind of developed a reputation for that. Uh, we, we make really, really big beers, and we do that unapologetically, right? Um, but they're also very sneaky and smooth. So when you get a 12% IPA like that, like you're expecting just a, a punch to the face, and it doesn't really act like that. You know, it, it's smooth, and it's a creeper, and then after you've had one or two, then you realize what, you, what you've what you had, but while you're, <laughs> while you're drinking it, it, it doesn't really hit you right away mentally you know what you're consuming yeah. so and then you stand up and your knees get weak like, and there you go what happened <laughs> so we, we've been blessed in, in that arena in that uh intentionally we make big beers uh but i think that our, our brewing style and our process allows us to hide that ethanol quite a bit and so uh yeah they're sneaky watch out yeah yeah they are like you said you get up to go to the as you guys put it the homies bathroom yeah right or the or the, or the chicas or the chicas yeah and you're like whoa okay all right, yeah. Got to get my bearings before I come out here. Just put on the table for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys each do here? Let's start with Matt. Like, what's what's your main role at BRI? Uh, just, uh, like, scrambling, trying to keep my head from exploding, putting out fires. I mean, that's uh, that's usually the day-to-day. But uh, I handle uh, branding, marketing, and just the overall team leadership. That's really what my – if you got to boil it down, that's uh, that's my core function. Okay. Well, and, uh, I'm Greg, and uh, I, I run the brewery side of things. Um a uh, little bit of everything. Colby and I team together to do uh, to do everything in that back. Um, I'm the one, uh, you know, doing doing all the paperwork and and ordering and all the supplies and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Colby's in there uh, making magic happen. Nice. It- yeah. And I'm Colby, and I uh, clean a lot. And every now and again, I get to brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is mainly what brewing is, right? Yeah. It's like what. It's a glorified janitor's position, really. <laughs> that's it. Right. He, he's a janitor that makes absolute magic in a glass, and that's uh, that's what it comes down to. He absolutely does. Yeah, yeah, and he's got an yeah, epic yeah. mohawk here, and on the audio part, you can't see it, but on the video, you'll see it. The beard and the mohawk, or oh yeah, that's a four-inch I mean, top hawk there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> top he's a top hawk, top beard, yeah. busy. That's, that's how I came com. in there. Yeah. yeah. Wanna, can I see your resume? And I went. 
showed him my beard. I said, you got it. You're oh, in. I can You're see your resume is so long. They are going to compliment each other too, right? Like it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good pair. But uh, so you two started this. So this was like a garage beer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Homebrew roots. Just, uh, I mean, I, I, so you said I can freestyle today, right? You do whatever yeah. you want, man. So, yeah. I prefer just, you do. Just a couple of dumb dicks that uh, really <laughs> liked uh, craft beer. Okay. And uh, that was uh, one of the things that uh, Greg and I, um, you know, when we when we formed our friendship, you know, it was it was over a couple of beers, and you know, we got to really uh, enjoy each other's uh, time and company and uh, learn what each other you know liked, you know, feeling each other other out as, as friends and. Um, you know that craft beer was was definitely uh, w- was some glue there, and uh, Gr- Greg grew up in a craft beer community. He'll tell you more about that later. So it was always in his bones and always in his blood. And I came to it a little bit later on in life, but uh, by the time we met each other, we both really really loved craft beer and we were passionate about it. And uh, I I grabbed a homebrew kit uh, one year. I got a gift card for Christmas, and I said I know what I'm doing with it. And I went down to the homebrew supply store, uh, as you do. Uh, you know, I spent my money locally and, uh, you know, didn't order it all online, but went down and supported my community and uh, bought a homebrew kit. And uh, I banged out a couple batches, you know, and uh, was just kind of um, trying to get my feet under me and, and just, I mean, really just trying to figure out what I was trying to do. And uh, after a couple batches, uh, Greg and his wife came over one night and uh, we, were, we were having dinner and drinking some beers. And we went out in the garage and opened up the, you know, the refrigerator, grabbed some beers and he saw the the homebrew set well, up in the budget. Yeah, it's like, what, what are you doing here, man? And uh, so I was like, hey, you know, it started homebrewing. It's fun. And uh, next words out of his mouth was, you know, next time you fire that thing up, let me know, and I'll come over. And, and he did. And uh, and then like after that first yeah, time, yeah. Just came, so you know, everybody says, oh yeah, let me know next time you're brewing. I'll come over. I'll and, help. And none of them do. And usually they, they come do. over and get trashed and watch you do whatever you're doing. <laughs> they might clean a part or two, but yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, he came over and uh, uh, just you know, uh, uh, arms in up to his shoulders uh, with me, uh, getting dirty and, uh, and 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 brewing beer, and uh, we just had such a good time. Um, and we were already great friends, and it just made sense that every time from that point forward, we, you know, we were like, this is now our hobby, right? And we're going to do yeah. This and then together. it was like, hey, what can we do to build this system up better? Well, I don't know. We have four pockets, so let's uh, see how much money we <laughs> got in those four pockets and, and see what we can do here. And we did, and, and then it's making, uh, you know, then it's making excuses to your wives about, hey, so yeah, I just spent a couple hundred bucks, and well, on, on on that homebrew thing, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And again with that homebrew thing. So the, you know, the, I, you know, the the story we like to tell is that, you know, we started homebrewing as as friends, and we started off making really shitty beer. And then uh, we started making less shitty beer, and then less shitty beer, and then sooner or later it was good beer, and it was like remotely palatable, and you know, and then and then it got better and better and better, and um, we just we had a, a dedication to doing something, you know. Greg and I are both hands-on guys. We like to do our own thing. We like to be self-sufficient. We like to know how to build things and, and break things down and and do our own thing. And so it was just it, it was within our wheelhouse to take brewing seriously. And try to make the best homebrew we could, and you know, obviously at first it was let's just make homebrew for us, and that's all we were doing. Yeah. And, well, uh, it went from making five gallons and splitting five gallons to wait a minute, let's do ten gallons and split five. We're being horribly oh, inefficient. Yeah. Let's make more beer. <laughs> let's make more beer. Oh wait, now we need more kegs to put that beer in. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. Uh, let's buy more oh, things. Look, all of our kegs are full. Let's have a party. And let's drain those kegs. And let, oh, hey, let's go buy more kegs. And yeah, let's go buy more kegs. Hey, we have ten. Do you think we need any more? 
it, it was it was a great opportunity <laughs> for us to uh, geek out, obviously, because yeah. I think anytime you dive deep into a hobby, if you don't geek out on it, you're you know you're just you're just kind of fiddle fucking around, really. And um, we decided that we uh, wanted to take it seriously, and as homebrewers. No further aspirations, just as homebrewers, we wanted to be able to knock out the best beer that we could, and, and we started doing that. And so, you know, it's, it's one thing when your mom tells you that it's the best beer she's ever had. Yeah. And it's one thing when your friend uh, friends come around and they, they bleed a, a, a keg all the way down to zero, and they're like, oh, man, this beer was great. Well, yeah, it was free, and <laughs> yeah, I just got you drunk. I don't know. Yeah. It was good, though. <laughs> I just got you drunk, and it was free, so yeah. of course it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to go from that to being recognized by your, by your homebrewing peers, and then when you start to make even better beer and you're, you're, you're winning medals and you're doing a better thing, right? And this is with 100% humility, right? Um, when you're doing a better thing and then all of a sudden you start taking your beer around to some industry vets, you know, people that have breweries open and they start to compliment you on your beer. Well, then at a certain point in time, like something's got to register and you got to say, hey, like maybe actually we have something here and we could do something with it. Um, both of us have a business background. Um, both of us have been, you know, self-employed for, for quite some time. And we thought, you know, hey, with what we're doing here and our approach to it and what we know in craftsmanship on Greg's end of things in construction, what I know in restaurant and, and general retail operations, like we could probably do a, a, a good thing here. So so we, we just decided one day that's what we were going to do. And we did it. And you did it. And we did it. <laughs> now, early when you guys were brewing, were there certain styles that you guys geared towards? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. when you're home brewing, it's different. Uh, you, IPAs are really hard to nail when you're home brewing. And we used to like, you know, just the hoppiest thing you can put in your mouth. And then we had to kind of dial things back and go, well, let's make a good beer first. And let's worry about the hops later. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there was a lot of pails and ambers I, and I uh, a vanilla porter that we made. a great point there. That we made. We we tried like we tried swinging for the fences on APAs right like oh right yeah from, like right everybody wants jump. to do a planning clone right and you don't you don't yeah. have your water right and you don't understand like hop schedules right and so you're you're just making these bitter muddled bombs of beer yeah. <laughs> they're definitely it's beer, beer. yeah we yeah. use the ingredients yeah. to and make we, beer, we drank every it. drop you yeah. know but um but like you're making this thing that's not awesome. But you're you're just trying to swing for the fences, and we had to take that that step in there where we're like, hey, let's just step back a couple steps and work on some fundamentals. Get our water right. Get our grain schedules right. Get our hops like play with those hop schedules. Clean fermentation. To where we can figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was a, it was a process for sure. But but what we the to answer the direct question is what what we have always been passionate about is that West Coast style IPA, that dry punch to the head IPA. And then uh, Belgian beers, you know, Belgian beers have always uh, really had our attention. High ABV, usually finishes nice and dry, super funky uh, fermentation um, that has a, you know, a much different uh, uh, yeast attraction than a very clean fermented IPA. So we had kind of our feet in those two houses for sure. West Coast IPA, Belgian style beers, like that's what we like to drink. Yeah. And as a home brewer, solid home run, you brew what you want to drink. That's what you brew. Yeah. Um, and, and we definitely opened this place with that, uh, you know, with that mentality. We're gonna brew what we like to drink and we hope that everybody else likes it. And I'd, I'd say for the most part, we've stayed true to that. Uh, every once in a while, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll jump on a, a trend and we'll do some things that we think, hey, um, our, our port, 
portfolio needs to be rounded out. So let's add this into it and things like that. Um, but for the most part, like the three of us, like we still like we make the beers that we want to drink. And I think that that's what really carries through from our home brewing days. And, and Colby was a home brewer uh, to start as well, you know, and uh, he's got a lot more commercial experience than us. But the three of us as home brewers, we can look at this and go, well, let's brew what we want to drink. And we think that we're representative of the masses in craft beer. So let's make that and let's hope that everybody else likes it. And I think we've been pretty fortunate in that. I think it's. Uh, I think it shows. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. Well, and you, the doing the Belgian styles too. That those aren't super popular. You know, there's not a lot of places, at least throughout the valley, um, that are doing the Belgians. And we don't right? understand why. Yeah, I, I love them. I, I love the Belgian styles. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. take it though. We're like we'll, yeah. we'll 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 throw that sack on our back and we'll carry it for everybody if we need to. Yeah, um, it's something that we're passionate about and we do really well. So yeah. we want to, you know, we want to keep uh, keep pushing that up. Yeah. Well, and I think when I first met you, um, I just came in for lunch one day and we chatted for about 20 minutes. Um, and that's what you said. You said this place, not just the beer, but the whole encompassing thing is not in a selfish way, but you guys did it for what you wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. You wanted to, we, we wanted to be as genuine as possible. And, yeah. and if people like what we're doing, then we're going to keep on doing it. Yeah. And it's from the heart. And I think people get that. Yeah. And I think where that comes from is that, so Greg and I, uh, you know, over the course of our, um, you know, ramping up to this, um, I used to travel a lot for business. Uh, Greg used to travel a lot for leisure, and we go clearly where we traveled were beer hotspots, and um, we got influenced by a lot of amazing breweries that did really, really good things. Also learned a lot from quite a few breweries about what not to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. But between the two of us, we had been to about 300 breweries before this place opened, and um, yeah, we we wanted to. When we looked at all those breweries and, and the places that we had been to that we really enjoyed, we realized immediately that we definitely wanted to do a brew pub. Uh, those were the places that we gravitated to, places that had great food and great beer and they were paired together. Okay. Um, and so when we designed this, we designed a place that we wanted to hang out at. Like, you know, if you're going to make a brewery, like make it a place that you'd want to go to all the time, that you'd be a regular at. And so that was kind of the design is like, where do we want to hang out? And yeah. we basically like this is still a garage brewery, and we're sitting there home brewing uh, and inviting people into the driveway to you know to hang out with us, and yeah. you know we don't ask them to clean kegs anymore, but yeah. you know for hey, the most part. You know one you know. question we don't get anymore: the occasional person that used to drive by and real slow, and then stop and roll their window down, and what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> we're making beer. Okay, good. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. What did they think? Like, what, well, what? We, we had people that drove past the house that thought we were making meth. All oh, <laughs> past the house. Yeah, yeah. past the house it's in the like, garage. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, we're making meth in the driveway, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah, of yeah. course that's what we're doing. Right, right, right in plain sight. Right yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're a couple of jackasses, but we're not fucking idiots. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I'm making meth in my driveway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Come on, but, guys. But legitimately had people just, like, slow down, roll the window. What are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? They probably drove by, like, four or five times, too. Yeah. Like, honey, just ask him. Just ask him. I'm yeah. sure it's not that bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's meth. No. <laughs> so, well, then you guys, um, so place that you guys wanted to be, stuff you guys wanted to drink, and you guys built this place, right? I mean, not yeah. just like, hey, we want this, this is what we've done. Yeah, this on. existing side, uh, we we did the majority of the construction, uh, us and our friends, and, you know, we, uh, we, we burned the candle at both ends, doing whatever we could to open this place, and we did it on a very, very, very small budget. And uh, it worked. It worked. Yeah. We're so thankful we hired a GC for this uh, this extension. Because yeah. uh, wow, 
uh, that's a that's a huge load off. Trying to trying to do the expansion while you're trying to run a business is just, I mean, that's a fool's game, man. You can't do it. You can't do it effectively. We had the luxury of having time to build this first side, and I'm glad we did it. And Greg yeah. is as well. You know, like when everywhere we look in this place, we see what we did. We know every square inch of it too. We know how all of it works. We know where everything came from. We know how it got to this, you know, this this stage right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's easy to manipulate when you know where everything's at. For sure, true. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you come in there, you got that pride of like, set, I did that. I set sense of pride for sure. And yeah. we like every every t- every once in a while, we still look at each other and we look at it and we go, Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did that. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We did all this except for this beautiful sign behind us, which was a gift from a friend that we didn't even know he was making. He just pulled up here one day right after we opened and said, here, I got something for you. It's going to go on that wall. I was like, well, what does it look like? Well, I don't know. Come over here and look at it. <laughs> Holy cow. Look at that sign. That's awesome. Uh, we turned it on that. Well, we installed it probably two, three days later. Uh, haven't turned it off since. Those neons have been kicking the whole time. Yeah. So nice whole glow. T- really? Yep. Wow. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. Like that's That's probably the sweetest example right um but it's cool when you when you own a brewery when you open a brewery and you're 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 speaking to people right like you're connecting with people like this is we we've created something that like we used to have our spot that we used to go before this was was here and now we have customers that like this is their spot we did that like so that's way this was my spot before i started working here true I i poked my way in yeah. <laughs> uh, way in. Aggressive, sure aggressively aggressively um, and so inappropriately no, very very uh there was no subtlety involved was it colby was like i want in yeah. i want in um, how do i get he, here he didn't even spit on it he no. just he just put it right, <laughs> right in. in so so like that's one example but like our customers that love this place have brought us so many little treasures man just so many little things that are like hey like i i was i i was someplace and i was thinking of you guys and here you go um another great example is we did uh one of our one of our most successful beers is dark side till i die it's an imperial meal stout clearly it's it's a star wars theme and we launched that uh right before episode seven right okay. so we launched it for that day and I, uh, the idea came around that we needed a lightsaber tap handle. So I ran down to Walmart that day and I bought the only lightsaber that they had left. And it was a blue one. Yeah. And I came in, we, we made a tap handle and we put it on and then got our asses kicked for like a week. Cause everybody was like, it's not even red. Like, how's that dark side? Like it's, it's the wrong color. And I was like, oh, I was the only one I could get. And, and, I, and I, just, I just dealt with it, right? Yeah. So about, uh, about a week and a half later, um, some chick and I don't even know who she is so if you're out there and you're listening to this I don't know your name and I and thank and, you yeah thank you but she brought us in a red lightsaber and she was like you need this and so she gave us this red lightsaber that we immediately turned into a tap handle and switched it out yeah. but so that's just another like just instance of uh, people want to contribute and they want this like this is their house too you know yeah and so they want to like they want it they want to have their little signature on it and it's pretty cool man yeah it's pretty cool well, when, when we talked to one of the topics we covered um, was um, oversaturation in the market with craft beer right now. Like there's so many places open up, but your opinion on it was interesting. You're like, you don't, yeah. it's it's more of, I don't think it's oversaturated at all. Yeah. You were big on the, the neighborhood aspect of it. Like for, each neighborhood should have their own mm-hmm. place. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. I mean, if you just go into the history of breweries, I mean, you know, what, what, a, what, a, what a brewery originally was, is it was your local source for sustainable beverage. 
that you could drink without dying. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah. that's really what it was. Like you yeah. couldn't drink water back back in those times um, because it was it was toxic. And so they didn't realize that by boiling beer, you sanitize everything and it became palatable, you know, safe to drink. Um, they didn't know that, but they did it. And, and so it was much lower gravity and people were drinking beer for breakfast and beer Table throughout beers. the day. Um, much, much, much lower gravity, but they could drink it and be safe and they drank more beer than they did water because water could poison you. Um, and so when you look at it like that, like every neighborhood, especially when you're in a market of 4.5 million people, every good cluster of neighborhoods can definitely support a, a small brew pub. Now, can they support a giant industrial packaging facility? No, and that's not appropriate. But your small local independent brew pub that's doing, you know, three to five barrel uh, batch production that's making quality, quality craft beer uh, and food and experiences, uh, you know, sure, this valley can hold a lot more and this state can hold a lot more and this country can hold a lot more. It just really depends on what everybody's mindset is on what they want to do with their business plan. So I think that everybody that gets into the burning game thinks, oh, you know, I want to be Anheuser-Busch or, oh, I want to be Four Peaks or Santan. And, you know, if, if that's your site, then, you know, then go for it. But I think that the, the smaller footprint, the Osos and the Oros and the BRIs and the 12 West and the places that are, that are small and hyper-localized, man, I think that's where it's at. And I think that, I think that our market can handle a lot more of it as long as it's quality. Right, right. I think that's one thing that, that um, what, I, what, I, what I feel is going to happen is it's going to be like a, a shakeout of kind of like if you're if you're just in it for the wrong reasons and you're, you're going to shake shit. out the fakers, man. Yeah, exactly. But good. I mean, I think every industry needs that. You know? 100%. Yeah. 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 So there's, I mean, any anybody out there can, can say, hey, I want to open XYZ, right? And you can do that. There's no question about it. Can you sustain and that's really the question. So if you're going to sustain in, in, in this industry, uh, I think you got to be real. Uh, like Greg said earlier, you got to be genuine. you got to know who you are and what you do. Um, and you better be ready to swing, man, because uh, you got to make great beer. you got to give great service. you got to have an amazing environment. you got to have a reason for people to show up. And if you look at us, like we're here on a uh, Sunday afternoon, place is packed. Everybody's having a good time. Um, and they're not just here for the beer and they're not just here for the food. They're not just here for the experience. They're here for that trifecta of all that, you know, and they're having a good time. Yeah. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't deliver that package, don't do it. Yeah. And if, if you're just a home brewer that's never done retail or customer service or anything like that, don't do it. Uh, Cause it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, a lot more into it than people expect. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. oh, yeah. percent. So the music in here too. Every yeah. time I come in here, that's the music's kick ass. Like it's not like it's not. I want to say normal. It's it's stuff that's kind of a little bit off track, popularity wise, but so good, right? You're not you're not playing top forty hits here. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and and, and we appreciate that, man. That's obviously clearly it's intentional. So. Uh, we got four main veins of music. We got punk, funk, rap, and reggae, right? And uh, it's not all the stuff that you would normally hear in, in, a, in a place of business. But I think what it does is it speaks to our stance of anti-establishment, right? We want to go against the grain a little bit. We don't 
play in everybody else's color palette. You know, we do what we do and we try to do the best job that we can do at that. And I think the music reflects that as well. It's our vibe, right? Yeah. So it's some SoCal reggae, uh, right? It's some hip hop that we grew up on. It's that, uh, it's that, uh, it's late what speaks 80s, to us. It's our soul music. Mid nineties punk scene, right? It's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's all that that says F you establishment. <laughs> We're going to do what we want. And that really is like the, the, the bones of what Greg and I do. And like what we represent is, you know, F you, I won't do what you tell me. Right. <laughs> yeah, low and, rage. Right. Yep. So it's like that kind of a thing. And we try to keep we try to keep a little bit of a lid on it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that music needs to speak to who we are, mm -hmm. and I think it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and the name too. I think the name too is great because from <laughs> knowing you guys, you know, just the short conversations that we've had, um, such a serious name, right? The Beer Research Institute. Yeah. When I first heard about you guys, I thought it was some sort of like brewing school or, or something like that. You know? Oh, that's the number one question we used to yeah. get when we first opened. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you, what do you, what are you guys actually doing here? What are all the seats for? So this oh, is you the guys second have classes time. in here. Second time someone asked, "What the hell are you doing in there?" Right. First was making meth in the garage. Now, uh -huh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's on the now business front. Yeah. <laughs> we're making we're making pharmaceutical grade meth. Right. Now that's what we're doing. It's yeah. not no, blue. We're, we're making Adderall now. <laughs> blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're making Adderall. No big deal. No. You know, it's a it's a goof, man. It's a it's an attention getter and it's a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. And uh, just back to the first time the words were ever mentioned. Um, you know, I called I called Greg up one day and I was like, Hey, what do you think? Because we we had a list of three columns deep on a page of different names that we could use for our brand, right? And we, we took a long road trip over to uh, Southern California and on the way there and on the way back, we're just talking and taking notes on with this brand, what could we do individual brand wise with beer names and like, where could we offshoot this and that, this, that, and the other. And uh, we had a couple really good ones that yeah, would have been great mm -hmm. fallbacks. Mm -hmm. And then one day I just called him and I said, uh, I said, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about the beer research Institute? And he just started laughing. Like he didn't even really answer me. He just started laughing. And I was like, that's it. Right. And he was like, yeah, that's it. And, uh, we didn't even talk about it again. Like the next day I, I woke up and I jumped online and I filed the paperwork and I didn't even call him to be like, Hey, so I know we were like, we thought that was great. Yesterday, no, we were like, well, like, yeah, uh, that one's already locked in so yeah. we can use it or not, yeah. but it's all locked in. So <laughs> it's all locked in. If you want to roll that we can. Yeah. And, uh, and we did. And, and I think what's cool about it is that it does have a super serious, um, effect to it. But then when you get to know us, like we're anything, but like we're, we're serious <laughs> about the quality of what we do. No question about it. And we've conducted research for years and years and years and years, <laughs> and we have. And going to those 300 breweries and and banging out batch after batch after batch after batch in the garage, um, that is all where the the research element of this comes from. But I mean, you know, we're not we're not Cybel, uh, uh, you know, graduates, and you know, neither one of us have a chemistry degree. Neither does Colby. You know, it, the research thing is just like let's let's get people to go. What is that? Which they do, yeah. and then we can go. Okay, come on in. This is what we do. Yeah, and it's maybe a little different thing, and yeah. it's cool. It's a conversation starter. It's a conversation starter, just like these tables that we're sitting at. These are ten yeah. tops. There's three of them here. Uh, we invite people to sit at the end if you have a four top and then a couple two tops in between and people will, will sit and talk with each other and meet some new friends and uh, obviously if they're hanging out here they could be like-minded um, so there, there are a lot of like-minded people that, that frequent this place uh, and they end up talking with each other and becoming really good friends. Yeah. Uh, so I think we've kind of created that uh, 
uh, that corner. Um, that, that communal uh, that space. Communal, yeah, communal yeah. space uh, with what we did here. Yeah. And, and these are like, the, did you guys make the tables? Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, this wood's from Fountain Hills. Um, uh, in a green project the city was doing, they cut these trees down. They're about to go to landfill. Uh, so I had a friend. Which uh, makes no sense yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. What? They For, did yeah. landfill? Yeah. Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, green so project. Actually, let's, let's fill the landfill. Yeah. yeah. Green it wood? up. Green it up some. Uh, so these trees were actually too big to take to the landfill. So uh, they needed to be cut up or somebody needed to haul them off. Uh, so the city said, uh, hey, I'll bring those to your house. Uh, and they did. They drug him about a uh, half mile to his house. Uh, wow. From there, he was like, hey, I got all this wood. I, I don't know. I found a sawmill. I was like, well, let's get them suckers down to the sawmill and cut them up. I got a, I got a restaurant to open. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, these, uh, these communal tables have a live edge. Um, they are 10 feet long, so they sit five on each side. Um, just to in hopes to uh, get people to talk with each other. Yeah. Or have big groups. We have a lot of big groups that come in here. Um, we've had 30 people in here before, and they've taken all three of these tables. Oh, really? A group of 30? A group of 30. Oh, 100%. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's yeah. awesome. So one of the, one of the cool, I, I think one of the inspirations for this, not, the inspiration for these tables themselves are Greg's work, woodworking background, right? Okay. So he's always, he's always been in that wheelhouse. But one of our favorite places that we uh, went to in our 300 brewery tour of conducting research um, <laughs> is... Uh, uh, Pete's Port Ocean Beach, man, and you walk. It's one. It's still one of my favorite places to go. Uh, and when you walk in there, it's just picnic table, like three or four of them end to end. And so, I think like so many people are 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 just like keyed into having like an intimate dining experience. Like I just want my table off to myself, and we want to be alone. And uh, and there's a there's a spot for that, and we got booths for that, and we can we can accommodate that. Yeah. But one of the cool things about Pete's Port is they have these long banks of, of picnic tables. And it was like, guess what? Like, that's the only seat open, so sit down. You're going to meet somebody. <laughs> yeah. You might like them, you might not. I hope you do. Yeah. And and so we just, like, at first, the first time I ever sat at those picnic tables, I was like, well, this is awkward. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know this jabroni sitting next to me. You know, what's going on? Yeah. And then, like, you start talking, and then all of a sudden you get a picture of Pliny, and you're both eating dope pizza and like everybody's like having a great time and we're like you know what like let's put a little bit that that communal feel in here where you might sit next to somebody that you don't know well shit i hope you're good at making friends man like you know (laughs) reach out and talk to people and get to know each other because like greg said hopefully everybody that's sitting at this table is of like mind and most of the times they are. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's that brewery commu- community. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I've met some of my, my favorite people at breweries. Uh, we were at a brewery in Maine about three months ago. Um, and same thing. It was a little small brewery and uh, picnic table. That was it. There was just the two seats there. So me and my father-in-law sat down. End up meeting the founder of uh, Beer Advocate. Nice, um, solid. Yeah, I forget remember what his name is now, but... I was like kind of nervous and uh, my father was like, dude, what's why? I'm like, this guy's kind of like a big deal, like in the beer industry, you know? Uh, but it was just cool. Never would have met him if I would have been just like, okay, I'm just going to sit over here, mm-hmm. you know? Super cool yeah. guy, but um, you guys are creating that here. Like, get, you sure. know, get, get out of your own box, right? Get yeah. Get out of your own box and and uh, discomfort uh, creates change, right? Yeah. So sometimes like you sit next to people that you don't know and then all of a sudden, uh, hey, we're now we're... Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's Let's right. make bunk beds. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it also helps you guys make badass beer. Colby, that's where you come in. All right. Look at that smile on his face. He's like, yep, that's <laughs> yep, what I do. that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So um, so he was saying you have a pretty big commercial background brewing, right? 
Uh, I've been commercial brewing for about seven years now. Okay. So uh, um, I started up in Lake Havasu, uh, opening up College Street, and was working at Barley Brothers concurrently, and then uh, came down to Four Peaks, and then uh, uh, bounced from there over to here. So. Right. So you were at Four Peaks before here, and then come over here. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so what you need to take away from that, the takeaway, is that our brewer worked for the largest brewing company in the world. That is a true story. Wow. And we were able to say, hey, come to the dark side. Dark side, dark side. Wait a minute, that's a blue saber. Don't worry about it, just come on. Don't worry about it, come on. Come on, Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll never have to mention that name again. We'll fix that lightsaber, don't worry about it. So they brought you aboard and they just said, do what you want? Yeah, for the most part, yeah, they're... These are the cores we want to keep on all the time, and then other than that, uh, go for it. it. So that's, a lot of times it's play. just, uh, hey, I want this style of beer. Uh, make it happen. Yeah. And magic pixie dust, yeah. and, and, he there. Mm-hmm. and he does. And he does. Or, or as in case of the one I'm drinking, space melon was, hey, we got this hollertau blanc. I want you to do something with it. Okay, yeah. we'll make an IPA with it, and it's. Fantastic, tastes like melons. So I haven't tried that. I've tried like five of them. That's not the one. That's not <laughs> one I've tried. I got to get one more done here, for sure. <laughs> I, think, I think what's cool about what we do with Kobe is, first of all, I, I think it's important to, to state that like we developed a, a friendship, uh, you know, a brewing mm-hmm. industry friendship with him, and we loved we loved hanging out with the dude. And when he was down in town from Havasu, this was his place. Mm-hmm. This is where he was getting his nightcap. This is where he was getting his happy hour and. This is, this is where I sat and did about eight hours of my OSHA training on the computer. Sat in the corner drinking beer, doing my OSHA training. <laughs> As you should. Not, I was going to say, not the best place to do OSHA training. But, 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 um, but uh, so we had a great friendship. Uh, early on in our career as um, as pro brewers, that still sounds weird. Pro brewers. I know. But, hey, still yeah. sounds weird, but I guess it's what it is. So uh, early on into that, we, uh, we had a great relationship with Colby, and we did a collaboration out at College Street. And uh, I think like that trip and that brew session is what really solidified everything. Like we were all just sinking on the same level. We had a great time. The rapport was awesome. And you know, something that's super important. The beer was awesome too. Well, the beer was amazing. That helps. I I had blueberries floating in my big blue van. It was, it was an experience. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, we stickered up Chunk's mouth. You know, right. there's all there's all kinds of stuff that happened in that trip. We had I we had a great means. trip, <laughs> and and you don't need to. That's cool. <laughs> Stick it up Chunk's mouth. When, so, when you take a trip to Havasu and uh, interview we'll those you. guys, you can we'll ask them you. about Chunks. Okay. <laughs> so we uh, we had a great experience, and uh, so what's what's really important to Greg and I is that everybody that works here is at the at the height of the game, right? We want the best people in their game. We want the best bartenders, best servers, best kitchen staff. We want the best brewer, no question. Um, so all those are, that's that's fundamental, that's foundation, right? And then what's very important is that this is this is our house. So when you come in here, you're invited into my house. So I wanna be able to look at you every day and I wanna be able to tolerate you every day and I wanna be able to have fun with you every day. We wanna be, we wanna be a family here. And so like when we had, we had this amazing rapport with Colby and it was very, very obvious that Colby was family. Like he was like, he was on the same plane that we were operating on. And we're like, this dude's going to be an amazing fit here. He's going to be able to spread his wings and do whatever he wants. And he's going to be able to play our game and fit in with what we do. That's super important. Yeah. Super important. That is, that's key, right? I mean, and, and I think that's kind of where, I mean, just 
just any industry is going is the right fit for the, the place. If you don't have that, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, you could have the resume that's you know longer than his beard, but you know, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's, that's a that's long resume. Not, it's not it's pretty, possible. It's pretty long beard. It's not possible. So it's, beard, it's just about as long as Colby's resume. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that fit, man. I think that's yeah. awesome. Like it's like if you we can train you on these things. Almost anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're an awesome person. Come on in, man. We'll show you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was for sure. still like two months into working here, and I woke up, and I was in here working, and I was like, I'm I'm at work right now. Like, yeah. it's that kind of feel working here. It's just... Like you had to remind it's, it's yourself? It's not work. It's yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Nice. So... Oh, it's work sometimes. It's fun, yeah. and we get shit done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's looking at me winking. He's like, hey, 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 Colby. Easy guy. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, you know. Hey. Oh, hey. 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 <laughs> So the beers, the beers, what are the flagships? So I, my, my favorite, like, taste and logo, the 48OG. I mm. mean, dude. Mm. Yeah. Why, mm. first of all, why, why easy? Mm. Like, why was it easy? Not why, not why, like, Ice Cube or Dre or... It, Who started it? it? <laughs> so yeah. easy fun. I'm, I'm, easy not, I'm not debating it. that. I mean, he I, I love here easy fun. He started it. Yeah. The, 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 the image is iconic in that... Um, that image is easy, and the only thing we changed was he had Compton written across his hat. And as soon as we saw that, we we're like, we can easily pull that Compton out and throw a 480 OG on there. And so it was, it, honestly, it was just laziness. It was like, oh shit, that's easy. <laughs> right. Well, wait, ah, hey, what did I do there? What did I do? Yeah. Um, so, it, it, but, but like, I think that easy is, uh, if you if you look back at that whole, uh, you know, gangster rap started with. Uh, with NWA, no question, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then if you look at the distinctive sound of NWA, what set it apart, it was easy. Um, and so it was either, did he have the best flow? Was he the best, right? He didn't write shit. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do anything. <laughs> but he had, like, he created that sound. And so I think that the image and, and who he was and what he represents, it's iconic. And so when you think about the OGs, you know, when you think about, you know, uh, the music that we grew up listening to, when you think OG... I think Easy E, man. And when you go 48 OG, it's it's a play on words. It's 480. That's where we're from. It's OG. We were the first group pub in Mesa. Uh, 48 OG and Easy. I, I like. I don't know if it all makes sense. It makes sense to us, and that's all that matters. <laughs> right. Works I, for us. I think it does though too. Like because he was the one uh, that was like. It, that was his lifestyle. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to play it up to Yeah, he lived in, he breathed Oh, he it. wasn't a rapper. Yeah. No, he, he was straight street thug, right? Yeah. So he was yeah. slinging dope and, and doing bad, bad, bad things. Right. And like that whole, that whole, you know, iconography of gangster rap, like that was his life. And so, um, I don't know, man, you know, you grow up on that, you grow up listening to that and uh, the imagery and, you know, it resonates. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So the beers, that was, that's one of the flagships, right? That's so the flagship. That is that the is, flagship. That, that's, that's our, that's the OG. That's the baby maker right yeah. there. <laughs> right. Right. So is there a, is there a handful of ones here that, that were from the start where you got the 48 OG? The lolly, uh, the lolly. was from the start. We've been brewing that, uh, since day one, batch one. You um, don't see that very much either. You don't see a, a Belgian blonde or anything blonde. That's our that's number two selling beer. And it's eight. Our our number one and number two beers are eight percent and eight point two percent. Tell me, name one other brewery. Yeah. Name one other one in Arizona. I don't think I can. There aren't any. <laughs> like our our beers are big and they're unapologetically big. So that Lolly's uh, Lolly's a game changer, man. Lolly's yeah. uh, when Bud Miller Coors crowd comes in and they're like, 
well, I don't know about craft beer. And we're like, all right, you need a lolly. That's our intro to beer. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a small one either. And people dig it. Uh, you know, we, we sometimes tell people, hey, that's a Belgian Pilsner. You know, because they understand Pilsner and there's Pilsner Malt in there. So, yeah. hey, this is, this is your gateway beer. Right. 8%. Be careful. <laughs> right. Sneak it. Yeah. Well, I think the lightest uh, ABV on here is 5.8, right? The morning sex, 5.8. That's, yeah. that's yeah. impressive. On any given day, if you, if you, if you average out our ABVs, you're, you're going to be sitting at 7.5, 7.8 is, is kind of where you're going to be sitting. Seasonally, we, we come up with uh, with a wheat that's about 5%, uh, our mo wheat. Um, we also do uh, do that with uh, prickly pear. So those are both right around 5%. Uh, we did a session New England style uh, IPA with prickly pear as well, uh, featuring laurel hops, uh, which paired really, really well with the with the uh, prickly pear. Uh, that was at 4.9. So... Uh, we don't we don't do a ton of beers that are really you know light navy but we do do some they're gonna have some flavor to them yeah that's for sure it's yeah. not gonna be just a boring old basic beer no there's no boring basic beers on this entire list i do see a couple of northeastern styles those are pretty polarizing one or the other right mm-hmm. you know the, yeah. the, the hazy yeah. ones people love them or hate them colby's <laughs> got the big yeah, people, smile on his people face. yeah yeah hey i didn't like them when i first started i was like oh i have to learn how to make beer the wrong way yeah. to make it hazy <laughs> right and then uh yeah we've Cranked out a few good ones, and yeah. I'm, I'm converted. Converted. It took me a while too because I felt like I was drinking a mimosa. Col- Colby mm-hmm. and I are yeah. on the same page. Like yeah. neither neither one of us really uh, like the idea of it, and uh, I think we still both don't really love the look of it, um, the aroma, and the flavor. Uh, man, you get great results, and 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 it's hot right now. We're moving a lot of it. So yeah, yeah. And the way you make things is that are, are you you just kind of you know the ingredients and you know what you want to make. You conform to the styles much. Like, cause I know some places are very traditional, right? Um, I mean, when I'm writing recipes, if it's like a, like an IPA, I'll kind of pull up an IPA style guideline to kind of, kind of have a little bit of a path, a little bit of a path. But yeah, yeah, for the most part, it's, it's, we want to make a a hoppy beer with this hop and these grains and put it together and sure it's an IPA. Yeah. I think if, if those are the style yeah, guidelines, style. Yeah. I think if you if you if you strictly look at style guides uh, guidelines, I think that you'll very rarely find one of our beers that actually fits into the box. Fits perfectly it's, in the box. It fits sorta in the box. Out, yeah, right on top. It's of in it. the zone the for sure. Yeah. It's in the zone. Like, we big. don't like to color in the lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't so, like. We don't really care for boxes. Yeah, we we like to take a lot of ingredients too, and like, how can we infuse this differently? Or how can we cross, you know, a couple different beer styles by adding ingredients at different times? Yeah. So we use the process and, and how you should add the ingredients or how you should not add them yeah. to come up with some of some of the tweaks and things that we use. Or whether you should even use the ingredients at all. Like when we made the Honey Nut Hoppios, that just started as a joke between me and Greg. So, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't want to use Honey Nut Cheerios. And he's like, okay. <laughs> So well, hey, I always want to put breakfast the cereal in here. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> Kobe was like, shit, I was just kidding, man. I, I, like, I was. No, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, doing I'm ordering all this stuff right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. There's already a, there's a pallet of Honey Nut Cheerios. And you know, uh, when that when that beer launched, it, uh, people obviously when we launch a new beer, everybody wants to try it. Um, but it's a, it's a great seller. Yeah. Uh, it's a great breakfast beer. Um, it is good. So, some people are like, that's my favorite beer I've ever had. Yeah. Like, great. Awesome. Of all time. Number one. That's their number one. We just uh, yeah. want to put some breakfast cereal in a beer and pair the malt to uh, to match with it. And, hey, the, it works. The problem is, is they're, they're going to come in in a month and be like, hey, let me have a Honey Nut Hoppios. And we're like, 
Uh, we're not making that right now. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, this is the worst place ever. <laughs> yep. Put on to Yelp. <laughs> Wait till I Yelp them. <laughs> you guys South Park fans at all? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You're not Yelping? Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes of all time. We did a. <laughs> we, we, we did we, Yelp sauce last yeah, year. Yeah, we did Yelp sauce at, at an event. Yelp yeah. sauce. Yeah. What? You got to explain that. What the? No, I, I think that's. Uh, well, you had to see I, the episode. Well, maybe, maybe really we need to see that episode. Oh, you mean from the South Park episode? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so it we, wasn't that sauce. Yeah. But we just we, called it. Yeah. Yelp yeah. sauce. <laughs> nothing nefarious there whatsoever. I promise. Yeah, all right. Speaking all, of OSHA, it was, right? it was all above board. It was all health code approved. Okay, yep. right. It was all food grade ingredients. All it right. wasn't anything weird. Yeah. But it was just it was a poke because like uh, you know I mean these uh, these people that jump on Yelp that are so self centered and sacrimonious think that uh, their opinion matters. And hey, if you tell us that we did something wrong and we legitimately did something wrong, all right. Please tell us. Please yeah. let us know. Please. Yeah. We'd love to yeah. improve. Yeah. But, don't uh, slander us because you think your experience was a tick off. Yeah, there, well, there was a there was a brewery in the valley that got a really bad Yelp review after they first opened because they didn't have nachos. And anybody that hears that reference will know exactly what I'm talking kind about. Kind of brewery but, opens without nachos. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This, this place sucks. They don't even this have nachos. Sucks. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like that was the great. I'm that, grading it. That's based on that's that. why they got one star. They don't even have nachos. They're a brewery in the area, and I was like, are you effing? kidding me like <laughs> maybe you should never go out to eat ever again I mean, right. I know, yeah. I know that's, your expectations are that's, that's what i've been told they teach you in brew school you make beer and nachos and then you can open up a brewery so you, that's, oh yeah that's beer and nachos. Yeah, literally all you need that is do. true okay yeah you've got the beer but can you make nachos no get the hell can out you of do here not, yeah. but, but can you close, do nachos close <laughs> right. your doors right right so whatever yeah, so, yeah we those uh, kind of people need to stay at the concession stand at you know their local t-ball game and you know so just eat the food over there i it's think cool. you'll, you'll see that uh you know if you if you if you listen to what we say and if you watch what we do and how we name our beers and some of the events that that we do you you'll you'll see constantly that we are always poking we are always poking the man the establishment society um, you for being ridiculous. Like we will always, always, always push that button, and um, we don't do it to alienate people. We do it to include people. We do it to draw people in. We do it to get a rise out of people and like get a smile on their face. But man, we like to poke, and so we we do it from time to time. You'll but see it, it also weeds out the people though too, right? It it attracts the people that that are like minded. It attracts like the right people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. People are like, well, that's offensive. Like, oh, you're kind of a douche, so yeah. get out of here. Oh, you're offended? You're offended by that? Right. Oh, oh, you haven't been hanging out that long. Right. All right, perhaps, cool. Perhaps you would like eight pitchers of Bud Light right. on your Sunday. That's <laughs> right. Have fun. Please go somewhere else yeah. and do that. Here's some nachos with some Yelp sauce. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, hey. hey. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Whoa, hey. What the, so, and I even like the, the names, too. You were talking about the names. I love I love these names. Um there was one that really stood out. I mean, obviously the 480 OG, but like in the descriptions, there was something of, oh, a metric F ton of hops. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's technical talk. It, 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 it's, it's super technical. <laughs> super and, technical. And I had to scale back a little bit. I, I dropped the fuck ton and went for F ton <laughs> yeah. just to, just to play nice. Cause I thought people would maybe order that on Sundays and you know, I don't want to offend everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just most people. Well, there's also the hashtag. Don't fucking worry about it. Oh, that's a that's a full f bomb right in there, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. in a hashtag. No, it's a hashtag. It's not it's an f bomb. It's a hashtag. It's a hashtag. So it's okay. It's fucking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. it's not even. There's no real, G on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all one word. Yeah. You put a hashtag in front of anything, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, Pretty exactly. much. Yeah. It's just yep. a hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
you guys are doing awesome. Love all of these beers. Everything that I've had. I haven't had the stout yet, but I've heard that Morning Sexes. That, that was another. That's another flagship. That's you guys. number three. So I, I, three. it goes 48 OG, Lolly, Morning Sex. That's number one, two, and three. I'd say number four, if we made it consistently all the time, would be Top Secret Battle Monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our double IPA. Um, I'd say that'd be one, two, three, four. Um, but we don't always have well, Battle the, Monkey on, and so it's kind of hard to gauge that one. New beers also jump up there those first couple weeks. Um, you know, our anniversary beer is, is selling like hotcakes right now. It's number one right now, yeah. It is number, number one, okay. yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, anytime there's a new release, uh, let's say Nubulus, when it first came out, it was uh, it was a slow hitter. Like, it, it sat around for a while, and then people were like, oh, wait, you guys do a New England style? Oh, wait, that's delicious. Yeah. Uh, we had to the second meet, batch was like fire. It was gone, yeah. Gone. Like, Why do you think it took so long, the first one? Because it was just, we'd, we'd never done a, a hazy beer, you know, um, a hazy cloudy beer here. So yeah. uh, people were like, well, what is that? I don't know. Does anybody like, else order it? Like, I, didn't, I didn't order a half of it. You can totally look across <laughs> the bar and go, okay, uh, they're drinking this, they're drinking that. And, ooh, what's that? Like when we came out with, uh, with Prick, our session New England style IPA, uh, it's bright pink. So uh, everybody was like, hey, what is that? I mean, just the just the, the visual on alone sold e- half that beer. Everybody wanted it, but nobody wanted a prick in their mouth. It's weird. <laughs> nobody wanted a prick in their mouth. I don't know. Totally I, weird. Listen, I can't live your life for you. Yeah, right. That's true. That, if you're not going to experiment and, you know, do a little research. Do your research. <laughs> yeah. Find the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, hey, this has been awesome. Really appreciate you guys sitting here talking with us. Um, sure. You guys at home, you got to come here. Oh, the food. I forgot that you mentioned the food. Food's badass, too. Like at barbecue pulled pork, when I saw that it was like, you guys smoke it in-house, I was like, usually I'm like, I haven't got these three things. You know, I was going to ask Jenna, like, which one should I go with? Saw you guys smoking here. I'm like, no, that's that's the real deal. You know, so our, our whole uh, our whole menu is, uh, I'd say it's about 90% scratch, right? So, like, we bring all of our bread comes in from a local bread supplier. Um, but uh, for the most part, it, it, it's scratch. Uh, I, we've got a... Going back to our earlier comments about how Greg and I went to all these breweries, right? So you go to all these different breweries, and the ones that stand out are the brew pubs. And then of those brew pubs, you find out really, really quick that some of them are just, most of them are half-stepping when it comes to food. Freezer to fryer. Oh, yeah, I can taste that. Yeah. (laughs) They've got an amazing beer lineup, and then their food is just, like, not hitting at all. And it's like, you can tell when somebody pulls something. You can tell when somebody brings uh, jalapeno poppers out of the freezer fries them up in the fryer and then brings them out to you and it's like, hey, this is food. You should pay me for it. And I'm like, I could have just, you know, done appetizers at home. Same yeah. thing, right? It's just, it's These horrible. These are TGI Friday frozen Yeah, poppers, so it's right? just like, yeah. like, like Greg and I are Thank both you. foodies. Like, we're both amateur foodies. Like, we like to, we cook our own meals at home. We like to mess around in the kitchen. We both know how to use a knife, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, I know how to cook a meal. So, like, why are we going to deliver a shit product to our consumers? I'm not opening something out of the freezer, frying it up, and, and, and expecting you to pay me for it. So we take a potato, and we cut it, and we make French fries out of a, out of a potato, a, a potato? real potato. Is that like a, like a it's, hipster it's, it's thing? A root, no, it's a root vegetable. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very rare. Very rare. It's a rare root vegetable that you find in the... Uh, Pacific Northwest, and uh, what we do is we, we've got a contract where we can get those exclusively. We're the only ones that can get it. Amazing. If you guys are looking for French fries, no big deal. we're the only ones. Um, like BRI but, and vodka makers, that's the only ones that get them. That's it. So, like, but but we take that care. Like, I want to cut that potato, I want to blanch it, and then I want to fry it, and I want to bring you a real potato when you order, you know, when you order French fries. 
Um, we take all of our all of our meat comes from whole cuts. We cut it down into what we want it. We roast those off. We smoke those off. We do whatever we're going to do to prepare that. Our machaca is slow roasted overnight. Our pulled pork is slow roasted overnight. Like we make our food, um, and we don't open a seasoning packet, and we don't open a bottle of sauce. Like we make our sauces. We flavor our food with our own ingredients, with with real peppers, not a, a spice pack. Like we we want to make it because we're proud of it, and we want our food to match up quality of our beer and and again just back to our early days and experiencing group pubs we would just see that the the main owner uh the the principal was definitely a brewer and then maybe brought on a a, a you know a kitchen manager or, or you could always tell when there was a a kitchen partner and when there wasn't and so with our food backgrounds we just said you know if we can't make it let's just not do it and so if, if we can't do it right menu, let's not do it at all Right. So when you look at our menu, we've only got 28 items on our menu. And at the beginning of the year, it's going to be even smaller because we're going to have a new menu come out. But I would rather not do it than to do it half-assed. Do it bad. Yeah. Yeah. To fake it. Yeah. You know, um, there's a hundred different ways we could do things easier back there to save money, to save labor, to raise our profits. And we just won't do it because if we can't do it the right way, we're just not going to do it. So yeah. some days you might walk in here and there might be something 86 off the menu and that's going to disappoint you, but it doesn't disappoint me because I know that we couldn't have delivered that to you in the quality that we expect to deliver it to you. So I'd rather 86 it off the menu and tell you, you can't get that today. Yeah. Sorry, next time. That's cool. But yeah. today you can't get that. I'd rather have that conversation than, oh yeah, we opened this box of freezer burnt shit and threw it in the oven and here you go. Yeah, you're not expecting this. I would ex rather not have it yeah. than have it, and then like, oh, oh what's this? Yeah, because then next time you're not gonna get it. Yeah, Correct. next time you're gonna come in and, if it wasn't there. Like, oh, I've, sweet, we've got to go home every well, night and go to sleep knowing that we're not doing it right, and yeah. neither one of us are wired to do that. Yeah. You know, that's what's uh, what's happening with some of the new breweries coming out is that they're not putting out quality products, and then people go in and they go, oh, this is craft beer. This is craft beer? Like that, that's the, in their mind, that's the representation. Yeah, so yeah. they're not going to hit another craft beer. Can't do that. They're not going to hit another, you know, try, try it another place. Because if someone's doing it really bad, that's their that's their first thought. Well, that's craft beer. Yeah. I've had that. Don't like it. Yeah. Same thing. That's interesting. If you're yeah. going to open a brewery, fledge it out, man. Yeah. Make sure, make sure you're going to hit full steam. That's true. That's true. Well, guys, thanks so much. This has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Easy stuff. Speaking of, speaking of our food, did you try the meat candy? No, what is? I don't sriracha even. Sriracha candied bacon. Nah, I'm gonna have to get some. Yeah, so I'm, my, my glass is empty. I gotta get a beer. Super spicy. Goes really well candy. with all of our IPAs. Yeah. Uh, you get okay. six sticks in a glass. Uh, you have to try it. Six sticks in a glass. Six sticks of bacon. We, we, that. This we, is, we serve you a pint of meat candy. A pint of meat candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meat candy. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to try it. Here's sure. the thing. Don't ask questions. Just go with it. Oh yeah. Just do it. Hey, you'll be fine. I promise. You'll be fine. Yeah. Call my wife. Honey, I'm gonna be a little bit late. On the I'm sorry, I got me candied. I got me candied. You got a drive-by me candy at uh, at BRI. BRI, yeah. She's like, I've seen Matt before. He he seems like a guy that would do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, where can they find you guys uh, online? Um, you guys do social media. Uh, BRI.beer. Uh, that's the website. Uh, you can get us uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, the Beer Research Institute or BRI Brew Pub, uh, depending on which uh, platform you're on. Um, but we're out, we're out there, and uh, and then you know from time to time uh, 
people like to uh, podcast us and do beer blogs about us. So you can find us at uh, other places as well. Other locations yeah. as well. Yeah. All the locations. All the locations. The 60, what is it, South uh, southeast corner of the 60 and Stapley? Southeast corner of the 60 and Stapley. We are the closest brewery to any major freeway ever. Ever? Ever. In the world. Ever. Wow. In the world. We're, the we're going to say that today. You can, you can <laughs> fact check that. We are we're, we're putting our flag in that statement. Yeah. Uh, we are the closest so, brewery to any freeway ever. Also, we are the closest brewery to the AMC 24 located in Stapling Baseline. That's a fact. Ever. True fact. It's a fact. Ever. True wow. Fact. All right. We're going to end on that. Tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your mom. Write a book. Well, next chapter. <laughs> Guys, thanks. This was great. Good to All go. Right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for your support of the craft beer scene here in Arizona. Our goal is to put Arizona beer on the map, and we need your help. So spread the word. Tell someone you know who might like to listen to this. Check out these breweries that we're covering. Watch videos on YouTube. Uh, Be sure to uh, subscribe on YouTube as well as your favorite podcast app to get notifications when we release new material. And always remember, stay awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.